From the heart of Austin, Texas, this is season three of Take It or Leave It with your hosts, Nathan Fernandez and Roger Craycroft. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Take It or Leave It. For Roger Craycroft, I'm Nathan Fernandez. We come to you from another weird Spurs week, you know. Uh, every week we come here and try to yep. be positive about the Spurs and try to, you know, down. Yeah, try to give and some... Like, think about yeah. what our schedule is going to bring, right. what kind of th- like what games are winnable and what aren't. And right now we're actually watching some college basketball, watching our, alum- our alumnus alum... I don't know what's called it. Uh, our alma mater, University of Texas, playing in the Big Twelve Championship, uh, Big Twelve Conference Tournament, not Championship, definitely not. Maybe one day. But we got some broken news here. Um, on this Wednesday, Kawhi Leonard has finally spoken, and in and of that is news itself. And he's the fact spake that he has the media. spoken at all, um, because he's been so quiet this whole year, which is kind of what's caused all this buzz about him not playing. Uh, but he finally spoke to the media. I'm not sure why he picked today of all days. But what did he say? He said everything that we knew already pretty much and refused to believe what the national media gave us. You know, the reporters were giving him the basic questions. You know, when are you coming back? He gave the basic answers. Soon. Soon. I'm working hard to get there and everything. And then uh, someone, of course, threw him the, t- uh, the softball and said, um, do you want to play your entire career with San Antonio? And he said, yeah, for sure. I That's mean, a big question. What else is he going to say in that moment on yeah, a practice like in Wednesday? Any player would, would like that if it worked out that way. Yeah. But it was good to hear from him and not hear other people talking about him like he's like he's not there in the room. He really seemed like he, he was getting really ready close to play and sources close to him said that he's getting close. He did tell us that he wasn't going on this big road trip coming up. We do have a few home games next week that hopefully he comes back for. But once we come back from this road trip, we only have 15 games left. So um, the earlier the better, Kawhi. He said that the pain is diminishing day by day. So he'll just have to see as he continues to play like three-on-three drills and, and yeah. once he gets into five-on-five. Yeah. That injury he has, you just you really have to stay on top of the rehab of it. Right. You have to stay active otherwise. And you have to see how he too. reacts to actual like game time action. You know, and he can. Oh only, yeah, I mean, full yeah, full speed is different. And what he than was talking half speed right. in practice. What he was talking about in detail was that he's because you can't just go out there and play an NBA game until you feel you know absolutely ready. Um, you know, just the problem of having to try to simulate that with the Spurs personnel. And and you I got to run a lot of like explosive drills, right? Um, once once you're to a you know performance shape. But let's go over the last couple games that we've played uh, with the Spurs since we last had a, a had a podcast. Um, that Wednesday night game last week against the Pelicans was super upsetting. We were up by you know fifteen plus in the yeah, third quarter. Just that comeback was, and they made tough. some really good plays down the stretch. We had some defensive lapses down the stretch. Just did not put together a, any semblance of a finish of that game yeah it's just um, a weird game too with pop getting thrown out and marcus, marcus got getting hurt, hurt. I yeah mean, what it yeah and that was the worst thing just weird and then on yeah, saturday then, like a team like that you gotta have your big man yeah exactly crazy it's just and for some somehow we luck. held 
Anthony Davis under 30. No, I, I really, I was impressed. It seemed like he had a quiet night for his, uh, his usual. Right. And, uh, and right at the very end, we were down by, I think two, um, and Drew Holiday was going to the free throw line. Not a, not a great free, free throw shooter, but he missed the first one. And then we're like, okay, if he makes, misses the second one, we obviously have to get the rebound. So we bring Joffrey in, um, just for that very reason. Oh, um, dude, right. And like four guys get over him, um, and we still can't Couldn't get scoop the rebound. that rebound. Um, How? So, you know, everybody is um, all hands on deck, you know, and then LaMarcus had to miss that game against the Lakers on Saturday where we had a very similar story. We were up by as much as 17 in that game. Down the stretch, Lakers were just abusing the fact that LaMarcus wasn't down there as a defensive presence. They were running the pick and roll with Lonzo and Julius Randle, and Lonzo was just finding that sweet spot on the left corner. And then you got to give the kid credit, man. He knocked down three huge shots to beat us at the end, and the Lakers, you know, had a really good win them then for us. And then we come back on Monday. We have a quote-unquote must-win must win. versus a, a Memphis team win. who is 18-44, and 44, um, currently last in the Western Conference. And embarrassingly enough, Crazy. they were, were beating us most of that game. They did not look like they were trying to tank. They had guys out there who had like just been called up from the G League that day who didn't even have a, have a last name on the back of his jersey. Really? And they were still beating us almost the entire game. Well, there's no place for tanking in this league. <laughs> yeah, well, they weren't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, they, no, and Marcus Saul obviously is playing hard to, um, um, you know, go against his big brother, uh, Pow, but. You know, we, we barely won that game. We squeaked out with the bucket, but you know, at this point, a win is a win. Um, wins and wins and wins every win, win every win. game is different. Um, we all know that how much, how much everything can change in just a couple of days. So it was good to get that win, even if it was against Memphis. You know, we just to see that Spurs be up when the clock hit triple zeros was, yeah, was a sight where we haven't been too common with lately. That's so. true. It's not, we, we, we're not taking wins for granted anymore. Not at all. And, you know, we've had some help with some other teams down the stretch. And at the time of this recording, um, we're currently in the fifth seed in the West. And we probably could have been higher third and fourth if everybody in the top four was not so crazy good right now um houston yeah. of course hot streak i don't even know the last time they lost i don't think they know the last time they lost they're on a 16 game win streak they're playing milwaukee right now i'm assuming they'll just win that game and then golden state you know they've won six straight they're nine and one in their last 10 and then portland also nine and one in their last 10 they've won eight in a row they're in third they've been killing it man and we're gonna get into dame later and then new orleans of course in the four seed they're nine and one in their last 10 and they've won nine in a row so Jeez. and then you look at us in the fifth seed we're three and seven in our last 10 yep and we have not put two wins together and i don't know how long so let's look ahead at some of the other teams in the west because now we have to really monitor the other teams that are playing every night so this week of course we have the brutal schedule of golden state OKC and Houston all on the road. And then you look at Minnesota, who's in the sixth seed without Jimmy Butler right now. They have a tough schedule coming up, too. They have Boston tomorrow, and then they have Golden State, and they also have the Wizards. So hopefully we'll get some help from um, from, Conference. from the Eastern Conference and from the top two seeds in the West, who obviously yeah. we're not going to be touching 
And then we have OKC, who might have the easiest schedule out of out of any of these teams I mentioned. Um, they have Phoenix, then they have us, and then they have Sacramento. But OKC has had their own fair share of problems. They've kind of had similar problems like us, unable to close out games. Denver is in the eighth seed. They've been falling off. They just lost to Dallas, what? who we already know got fined for tanking. They're sitting at 35 and 29. 15 and a half games back of the lead and then the Clippers who are still on the outside looking in but could sneak in and Utah's in 10th so we really you know by the time this episode gets released the standings could be completely changed could be totally different but all I know is um you know Portland has a really tough schedule for the rest of the season New Orleans has kind of a cakewalk and they're playing their best basketball so you know teams are going to keep losing we have to try to win of course, every game, but try to stay competitive and at least try to, you know, put one of these teams in a bad position and try to get a win on this road trip. Yeah. It's going to be one of the most brutal road trips we've seen. Yeah, this is this is uh, do or die time, make or miss. Yeah, for sure. Make or break. You'd like to have those games back last week that I mentioned, but, you know, you can't. <laughs> so you just got to keep going forward. Yeah, I um, mean, you know, that's like any NBA season and any NBA game. There's there's always going to be a rally in the fourth quarter. Yep. You got to be able to close it out. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's get into the superlatives. Hey, y'all. Get ready for some superlatives, where your pals Nate and Raj separate the goats from the kids. The superlatives this week um, are obviously a Spurs edition. Potential candidate for alley-oop of the year um, was... In that Memphis game, Kyle Anderson, yeah, you know, ridiculous, affectionately called Slow Mo, um, you know, had a nice quick jog out to the baseline to try to just recover a ball that was going out of bounds from out of bounds. Just threw it up to the basket, and who do we know that was there at the rim? Yeah, dude, he did that like full three step pivot with the ball after he'd gotten it. Yeah, because he he. He, he has just to uses, turn. He uses time well. Yeah, he uses very efficiently. He knows. He knows when he has a little time to make a decision. And then he makes everybody else slow down. Yeah, because they don't is, know what he's going to do next. Which is great. Yeah, he's unpredictable. Right, and which, uh, which allows him to play that. Davis Bertans caught the alley oop. That was a big turning point for us in that game. And the most obscure injury superlative um, might have to go to Rudy Gay. Mm. He um, blew out an eardrum in that game versus Memphis in the second quarter. Um, it's expected to be a minor injury, um, and he's not expected to miss any time, but still a really weird injury to happen. I hadn't really heard about something like that. Oh, I hadn't even heard about Hopefully that Hopefully it's something that comes back. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Does... <laughs> I mean, I guess you know your hearing might be affected. Right. I mean, do you really? Like I guess you do term, have to hear like a little bit. Long term, his hearing might be affected, but yeah, it'll, it'll. I mean, it heals to a certain extent. Good to know, I guess. And then, like I mentioned, the most brutal stretch of games I think anybody had in the NBA is coming up for us. I really don't know if anybody's played Golden State in Houston in such you know recent succession at Golden State Thursday night. Um, and then in prime time at OKC on Saturday, and then at Houston on Monday, and then we take I-10 back to San Antonio to play Orlando on Tuesday on a back-to-back. Maybe we'll see Kawhi in that game. Maybe we'll see him That'd be a good game the next game after. But yeah, on the back-to-back, maybe he'll come back because he obviously won't be playing the night before. And then I have a superlative for least impactful injury that we've had this year. 
Gasol, Pau Gasol, <laughs> had a shoulder injury Ooh. that's going to leave him out of this uh, road trip. And really, that's probably a good thing for the Spurs because he is not much of uh, of a usage in in games against teams with really good perimeters, deadly backcourts like all three teams are about to play on this road trip. Take the so, rest, buddy. Yeah, he can use the rest and Take the rest. And I think that we'll bring our uh, our our G League two way big man with us, Matt Costello. Who? I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Pretty okay. much. Uh, sure. Pretty much a combination of like David Lee and Matt Bonner. Bring him up. Bring him um, up to the bigs. You know, he'll be waving that flag, uh, not flag, that towel on the bench. Oh, of course. And then our latest leading scorer. So interestingly enough, um, 13 out of the 15 players on the Spurs roster have led the team in scoring in one game so far this year. And Tony Parker became the 13th player to do that on Monday against Memphis. He was really cooking in the fourth quarter, gave us a cushion, and ended up letting us close out that game. Yeah, thank um, God he had a hot night. Yeah, he had uh, 23 points on 10 for 14 from the field. So that's really, really, really what we need from Tony Parker. And, you know, some of the reasons why I think we've been losing games lately more and Pop has alluded to it is the fact that maybe we're we're getting to some fatigue factor, especially our old guys having to play like late in games really because of injury is is not what we intended to do with them. Yeah. And they're kind of having to see that playing time because... Yeah, because they're not going to turn it down. Right. And and as much as we love DeJounte and, and Brandon and everybody, you know, they're still learning how to handle late-game situations. And without LaMarcus, especially in that game against New Orleans and uh, L.A., we had to have <laughs> people out there. So, I mean, and those are the guys that had to close out the game. So um, they're going to go out there and, and they're going to, you know, seize whatever opportunity they have. But, um, and by the way, um, the only two players that haven't led us in scoring this year, are Derek White, the rookie, and actually Davis. He has not Rook. led us in scoring yet. Yeah, because he's had really big games where Lamarcus just totally outscored him. Right. Well, that's, <laughs> he outscores most everybody on our that's, team. That's his job. Yeah. So, um, let's, let's look at an update, uh, on the NBA graveyard. Um, so last week when we recorded, the, one of the most disrespectful plays in honestly NBA history happened that night. The James Harden, um, oh yeah, push off, step back, pull up from three like on Wesley hes- Johnson. The hesitation, right, and the and the pause. Him. He waited for him to <laughs> he get waited up for like four whole seconds. He waited for, for him to stand back up before he shot it. Yeah, and you know, if I'm a, if I'm a player on the Clippers, you see that happen, you gotta jump, you gotta goaltend that ball. You can't let it go in the hoop. Yeah. You can't let that happen to your teammate. <laughs> That's true. You can't let it happen. That man it's has a family. It's going to go in either you way. You know? That it's was, I know, way. but at least, at least, yep. you know, he didn't complete no, you're, the, you're right. You're right. the you disrespect of if it, if it didn't actually it. go in. Um, and one of the more, more recent NBA graveyard updates I had, um, was Justice Winslow, the, the, the young, uh, guard of the Miami Heat. The, the Heat were up 24 with just a few seconds left, and Winslow was driving in the lane and just threw down a hammer with the left hand over uh, Marquise Chris. And there was a great meme that came out of that one because um, Justice Winslow just, like, looks at Marquise Chris like, I can't believe he just jumped because Uh-oh. the poster was complete so yeah. early. That was a ferocious dunk. I, I love seeing the young guys dunk, too, because they always have great reactions to whatever poster they have. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the uh, up and down. That's an up and down. It's 
Spurs ball. So a player on the come up that we we love on this show on Take It or Leave It is Dame Lillard, and I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, I don't know how. I any, talk forever about Dame. I don't know how anybody hates that guy because he gets a lot of hate on Twitter, and I'm assuming a lot of athletes do. He but he does. He gets a lot of hate. Yeah, people wow. that are in his mentioned saying like, Dame, you're never gonna be an like a MVP. You're never gonna win a championship. Like what? I don't know why people have such disdain for Dame. He's done nothing but worked hard and and, and get led his buckets, team to the playoffs dude. every year and get buckets. Yeah, um, they go to the playoffs every year every with year. Marcus never, or not. Yeah, they've never missed the playoffs um, with him there. So I just wanted to go into some stats, but how They're fun to watch too, man. Yeah, they are fun to watch, Trailblazers especially are like because my like second favorite team. Right, now. they've been down in almost every game, and Dame just makes an incredible comeback in the fourth, um, what we what we all call Dame time. Over the last five games, he's averaged 39.5 points, and he's getting to the free throw line on an average of 11.5 times per game, which is really crazy oh. for a guard his size. What time is it? 11 and oh. What time is it? Yeah. Um, Dang, dude. Fourth quarter, Dame time. What time is it? Down 11 to the Lakers in that game on sat, um, on Monday, excuse me. They're down 11 with just over five minutes left and four straight possessions. Dame hit four straight threes and one of them was just ridiculous from 32 feet. It was just so out there. I can't believe he pulled out. It just looks like he jacks him up. He just like he's playing high school. They were all so beautiful. All four of them. He sometimes he just looks better than everybody else on the court. And then he had a nine, he had 19 points in that fourth quarter against the Lakers. And it's just like, I remember last year when, when Isaiah Thomas would do some of that crazy stuff where, you know, he'd say he's king of the fourth and stuff. Like, Dame, it's so much more electric with Dame, though. I just feel like because Inconsistent. the way he plays, it's just like with such a aggression, like every yeah, but move he makes is. Yeah, yeah, his play is, purposeful. his play is aggressive, yeah. but like the way he carries himself is just like silent. Yeah. Silent exactly. killer, silent yeah, no, sniper. Yeah, no emotion. Yeah. And he does it with like, um, it's like even if he's having a bad night, he finds a stroke in the fourth. Whatever he did in the first three quarters doesn't matter. Yeah, um, I've seen him get off to some really slow starts, but yeah, he always he always ends up getting his, especially right. Down and the obviously, I want when the starts mattering in a game. Yeah, and obviously, I want the Spurs to finish in in the third seed and everything. But you know, Portland ends up being there. Could be worse. And and you know, Dame keeps playing like this. I'd really like to see him. See how he can do in the playoffs in like a really close series. I'm not. I, I really don't think anyone's going to beat Houston or Golden State in the second round. But yeah, they might I, have a chance. Yeah, I think it would be a great series to get there. So, yeah. so during the seven game win streak, these are some crazy numbers. So in seven games, he's had averaged 32.6 points per game. That's 46 percent from the field, 6.4 assists, and 4.4 rebounds. And a box plus minus of nine and a half. Yes, sir. Which is really high over seven games. And just to add to that, in um, over these seven games, he's had a league high 68 fourth quarter points. Just to put that in perspective, <laughs> 68 in just the that, fourth quarter. That's ridiculous. That about, that about explains it. And he's been nine for 17 from three in the fourth quarter. So it's like... He's not even just chucking him up. He's not just like taking bad shots. No. It's like every shot he takes is a good one and he does it without hesitation. That's true. And he does it yeah. with purpose. Every time he takes a shot, he it's lets incredible. it fly. And let's take a look at the downside. 
get a little tanking update here. So, like I mentioned earlier, the Grizzlies were not trying to tank in that game. No. They've lost, I think, 14 or 15 straight now, and I really thought we were going to be the team that gave it to them. Um, and like I mentioned, the Mavs uh, won that game versus Denver, which helped us out, and it's crazy to actually see Mavs win the game because everybody's in such deep tanking mode right now. When you see one of those teams actually win, it's surprising. And someone finally got a warning. Like you mentioned, there's no place for tanking in our league. The Chicago Bulls got a warning from the NBA saying that uh, Watch out. they need to um, play other, their players if they're healthy because they've been healthy scratching uh, Robin Lup- Lopez and Justin Holiday all these games mm. just because they're trying to tank, and that's mm. way too obvious, dude. It is too obvious. Um, so the NBA gave them a, a warning. and um, I mean, even if you... If they only, if they <coughs> you know, they play for like, ten minutes, yeah, yeah. 10, 15 minutes. Well, like, just gotta play them, and they gotta take a, they gotta take a, um, a page from the Atlanta Hawks because on Sunday the Hawks and the and the Suns played in in an ultimate tank war, and and Dennis Schroeder, who's honestly a good player on the Hawks, had thirty something points through the first three quarters, and then what do you know? Game gets close, last bench. six minutes, he's on the bench, <laughs> and then the Hawks were only down two. And Torian Prince, who's a rookie for the for the Hawks, took this that a Baylor, right? Awful, yeah, yeah. He took this awful off balance three from the wing, and it just swished in. Yep. And then they won on a shot that was so obviously not meant to go in. It was awesome, and everybody at the bench, Schroeder, they were all just like, "Oh man, we were not trying to win this game." <laughs> Classic oh my Hawks. god, that was so classic. I I, I liked the analytical person in me, even with the Spurs, and I mentioned this to you guys. It's like I want to see what we can do in a draft lottery. You know, it's like you you never oh, yeah. know. Oh, yeah. Um, and obviously, like I I don't want to see our playoff streak get broken, but it's just like we've always picked between twenty five and thirty. The last time we moved up was to get Kawhi Leonard. And it would just be incredible to see what we could do if we actually had like a 10 through 14 pick or something like that. Just because, you know, the last time we did tank was to get Tim Duncan. So, <laughs> well, there you before go. Before tanking was what had an official name on it. So, be interesting to see what, because uh, this NBA draft is going to be one of the most talented drafts we've had in, in recent years. So, even if we do finish off and, you know, the high teens or low twenties would bound to get some good talent. That would sure would be nice, but we also want to go to the. We playoffs. also have a All NBA performer who makes us a lot better when he plays. You know, yeah. some games. Yeah, <laughs> there's still a chance. Yeah, he's he's getting there. Uh, like, I guess it's quiz time. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a a fan favorite quiz matchup today: the Rogers versus the Nates. We see this one every week, but this is a bit of a mix-up, you know, rivalry match on neutral ground, not at either of their places of residence. Yeah. For once, we are in yeah. the Chan studio. Neutral <laughs> ground. Yeah. Yeah, you know, for, for big money rival games like this, you gotta you gotta play neutral ground, you know? The stadium is packed, yeah. as you can see. We're at a very large venue. All, nice. my, all of my desk toys are watching them. Oh, uh, Sikowski's wet. <laughs> Finally. And, uh... They're watching Iowa State and Texas claw each other to death, I would say. Yeah, just claw each other's eyes out, that mm-hmm, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's some really exciting Big 12 college ball. Oh I gosh. mean, some guy elbowed Kerwin Roach's tooth out. Yeah. I just saw his face, and it does not look very good. Gross. He just looks derpy now. It's you know, it's not that bad. But <laughs> okay. they like chipped his tooth in half. 
we we would normally do a, a quiz about the upcoming matchup for the next week, but we've already done quizzes over pretty much everyone we're going to play over the next week. So we're going to uh, swing to our backlog of quizzes and do a more unconventional one. For those of you who are huge fans, huge fans, huge fans of Skip Bayless, you may remember our one of our classic quiz segments, Skipping or Trippin', where uh, I will read tweets uh, that are usually quite bad, or at least in hindsight, terrible opinions, and they will tell me whether it was Skip Bayless or if I was tripping, skipping or tripping. But... Because there are only so many terrible Skip Bayless tweets, especially those relating to the NBA, that um, Skip and Retrieval is hard to, to farm tweets for. So we're going we're gonna to slide over to the second worst sports personality, I want to say. Do you consider Steven worse than Skip? I don't know. No, uh, Skip's worse. Yeah, Skip's Skip, worse. Skip's worse. Okay. okay. What, Skip's Twitter is way worse, that's too. That's why he got Fair. fired from first take. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you get fired for first take. I don't know. You'd be Skip Bayless, I guess. Um, so we're going to pivot to Stephen, our disbelieving. It's not like Stephen's a, a great journalist or anything. Yeah, no. Well, he he, he used to be he more had, thorough. He had, he had his day, but... Yeah. I mean, that was a very long time ago. That was ago. a very long time ago. That was like, what, 08, 09, when the last time I could He's take just, Stephen seriously? Uh, yeah, I guess. And I wasn't even consuming sports media back then, like so... a long time ago, man. He's just, he's old and bitter now. Yeah. Anyway, we've made some changes to the format. For one, whenever we do these true-false sort of quizzes, it's it's hard for them. You know, they always get in their own heads about the order of the questions. So we're we're selecting them randomly with an assortment of your favorite Yu-Gi-Oh cards today. They'll be drawing a Yu-Gi-Oh card. They'll read the title, and then I will correspond to a question here. And another thing that's been a complaint in past skipping or tripping quizzes is that I just slightly alter a tweet, just change someone's names around. That will not be the case. These were all unique okay. tweets made by real people. All some right. of them are Stephen A. Some of them are other terrible sports media personalities. Oh, I see. So I will read a tweet to you after you tell me a card, and then you will tell me if you are Steven or disbelieving. Okay. Nate, you will have our first pick this week because Roger so managed to take to it. Pick a card. Great. Title is Colossal Fighter. Oh, Ooh. he got the fighter. All right. In September 2012, Stephen A. Smith may or may not have tweeted, if Rex had stuck with Tebow, Jets would have pulled off the comeback. It's what Tebow does. Tebow didn't play for the Jets, did he? In 2012, yes, he did. he did. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. did? <laughs> he was Mark Sanchez's replacement. Yeah, Ooh. the year the year after Denver, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that's a real tweet. That is incorrect. That is a Skip Bayless. Roger, our resident Skip Bayless expert. Sounded like something Skip said. I forget which one of them was on the Tebow train and which one was anti Tebow. Well, one it was one or the other, of course. Well, Nate, making a questionable first round mistake there. Roger, the heart of the cards lies in your hands, please. I got dark scheme. In January 2018, so this is a recent one, Stephen A. Smith may or may not have tweeted, Welcome to the NBA, young fella, at DeJounte Murray. You did a hell of a job tonight. Keep playing like that, and we'll be seeing the Spurs where we're accustomed to seeing you. Are we Stephen or disbelieving? Sounds too nice. It sounds too nice, <laughs> but, I, but at the same time... It sounds like a real thing. He, yeah, and, and DeJounte seems like someone Stephen would like. I'll say it's Stephen. That is correct. That was a tricky one. <laughs> no one expects Steven to have good opinions. I know. Occasionally. Broken clock. Um, <clears throat> Nate, the board will turn to you. Please draw a card. Summoning curse. In June of 2015, Stephen A. Smith may or may not have tweeted, Obviously, my comments were in poor taste. I have nothing but the utmost respect for athletes of all genders, especially since most are better than I'll ever be. So please know I'm very sorry. Damn. What was that about? June of 2015? Recall. Um... I'm going to say Steven. 
That is correct. All right. He was apologizing for disparaging comments he made about the German women's team when they uh, failed to block a free kick. Wow, he so alleged good. that they didn't dive for it because they didn't want to mess up their hair. Oh, oh my no. God. <laughs> Steven, Steve. No. That sounds like something Skip would say. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, 1-1. One, one. Roger, the board will turn to you now. Please grab a card. I got Nightmare's Steel Cage. Ooh, edgy, edgy. Um, in February 2012, Stephen A. Smith may or may not have tweeted, maybe Giselle has her panties in a bunch because Tom Brady is 0-2 in Super Bowls since he got with her. <laughs> I mean, after the one we just no had, how can way. I not say that was Stephen? Because that that's three years before this, other, this German national team tweet. Oh, man. Did he say that? I mean, my gut is that he didn't say it, so I'm going to say we're just believing there. You're disbelieving? I'm just just believing. That is correct. That was maligned um, SB Nation former writer Rick Riley who got fired shortly after that. Yeah, that sounds like a fireable offense. (laughs) Terrible, terrible journalistic decision. Nate, Roger is up 2-1. Oh, so we're going all... We're going to do all... Okay. Um, I got mind crush. Ooh. Sounds, sounds, Doesn't sound good. Yeah, yeah I know. All right. <clears throat> In January 2012, Stephen A. Smith may or may not have tweeted, Thunder signing Westbrook? Question mark. Bad news. He'll want to be a bigger star than Durant. Definitely expect some clashing. Not a playoff team. Um. Wait, what? 2012? January 2012. He was already like on the Thunder for several years at that point. When did he get drafted? Like 2009, I thought. Um, I'm going to say disbelieving or whatever. That is a Skip Bayless tweet. Oh, so you are correct. 2-2. Two, 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 two. That was September 2012, though. That's weird. That. Skip's huh. like the biggest Oklahoma City fan. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? All right, Roger. I mean, that that's like him to be just so very wrong about someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, Roger, it's 2-2. It's two, two. How many cards are left? Two. Two? All right. Yeah, if you get this one. uh, I got the Shining Angel. On May 26, 2015, Stephen A. Smith may or may not have tweeted, Take a look, y'all. Image underscore 4346.jpg. <laughs> that, that sounds like Steven to me. That is Steven. That sounds like Steven. We earlier. talked about it. Yeah. That sounds like Steven to me. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith is notoriously bad at Twitter. <laughs> and just that he, you know, he said y'all. That's, y'all. He says that. Classic. So if I get this one wrong, it's, it's over. over. If you get it right, we'll, we'll go to our backup tweets. Okay. Speed round? Yeah, I guess. The forces of darkness. <laughs> the way what? the way you said that with an ice cube in your mouth like, that forces that <laughs> okay 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 in September oh in September 2013 Stephen A. Smith may or may not have tweeted is it wrong to point out the pounds around Michelle Beadle's middle what <laughs> what <laughs> what Michelle is an angel yeah, no way he tweeted that. You're disbelieving? Um, wait, give me a second. Because they're co-workers. I feel like I would have heard about this more if he actually tweeted that. I'm going to say disbelieving. That is correct. Right. That was Mike Man. Missinelli, who got his 15 minutes of fame from that tweet and Man. then promptly got crushed Damn, by Beatles. Michelle Beatles attractive, dude. <laughs> For sure. She's the best. Okay. <clears throat> Our tiebreaker tweet. In January... 2018, Stephen A. Smith may or not have tweeted, 
This mistake by Marcus Williams. Missing that play on Stefan Diggs may be the absolute worst mistake I've ever seen in NFL postseason history. If it's not the worst, it's certainly up there. All the man had to do is make a tackle and the game is over. Horrible, horrible error. Ah, I don't remember what Steven's position on that play was. I can't remember if he was trying to defend the guy or not. But you're such a huge Stephen A. Um, Smith fan, Roger. That's why you've no, made it this far. No. 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 <laughs> but Roger. Oh no, oh, no Chandler. But no. Roger. No. You don't seem to understand. You're mistaking my, my sheer luck for knowledge. Knowledge. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know. That sounds like something you might say. Are you Steven or are you disbelieving? I'm just I was trying to hear that tweet in his voice and it was mm-hmm. kind of hard. So I'm not I'm it's it's hard. Can you read it to me again? This mistake by Marcus Williams missing that play on Stefan Diggs M dash. It's the long dash. Maybe the absolute worst mistake in caps I've ever seen in NFL postseason history. Postseason history all capitalized the first letter. If it's not the all caps worst, it's certainly up there. All the man had to do is make a tackle and the game is over. Horrible, horrible error, and horrible, horrible error is all capitalized. I mean, that, I actually could, I could kind of hear that in his voice. <laughs> what changed, Roger? I just I, told you the capitalization. <laughs> I know, no, no, just it's important. I, I was, I was going along as Syntax you were, as you were important. reading it and trying to like hear it in his voice in my head. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'll, I'll say it, Stephen. That is correct, which means Roger will take his second quiz. Wow. Congratulations. Back-to-back wins. Cool. Wow. So let's go over the things Roger is a huge fan of and knows a lot about. Oh. The Ball family, no. Skip Bayless, no. and now we can add Stephen A. Smith to that. <laughs> and how many wins does he have for this season? That would be five, five to eight, five. so a three-win margin. Okay. Wow. It's closer than I wow. ever thought it might wow. be again. Well, well, speaking of which, we're watching an incredibly close uh, Raptors Pistons game. No one scored yet. Yeah, in know? overtime. Oh, I thought he was going to pull up. So um, we're going to get to watching that, but hang in there, Spurs that. Nation. Um, send send the Spurs your hopes and prayers for this brutal Teas streak of games. Yep. Yeah. But uh, anyway, we'll see you next Friday. Season three of Take It or Leave It is a proud production of the Chandy Global Podcast Network, hosted by Nathan Fernandez and Roger Craycroft, produced by Chandler Holloway, featuring baseball correspondent Ross Newman and visual assets by Asha Kasefi. The music was produced by The Strokes, Los Campesinos, Alan Toussaint, Setsuo Yamamoto, and the Brothers Chaps. You can follow us on SoundCloud for new updates on episodes coming out every Friday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Our SoundCloud page is soundcloud.com forward slash Chandy Global. That's soundcloud.com forward slash C-H-A-N-D-Y Global. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash take it or leave it 512, all one word. It's a great way to interact with the show's hosts and stay up to date with new news on the podcast. Also give us a follow on our Twitter account. Our Twitter handle is at Tioli512, that's at T-I-O-L-I-512. And of course, you can always follow our host, Nathan Fernandez. His Twitter handle is at NathanPF1. Great guy, plenty of great tweets. I'd give him a follow. Thanks a lot for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week.